0: Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelly Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, would where I focus on not living in regret and forming high-functioning habits. I want to inspire you to transform your thoughts for a happier and higher functioning life. We are what we think, and we get lost in limiting beliefs. We don't eat well, we don't take charge of our money, manage our commitments, and then wonder why we are stressed, overweight, in pain, and unhappy with our lives. I haven't met anyone that can't change their mind. That's why I always say, see you on the flip side, as I want to journey with you on coming out the other side, side of what you might ask, well, that's up to you. Good morning, world, Shelley Shearer here, and welcome to the show. Today I want to talk about stepping out of your comfort zone, and it's interesting because I actually already recorded this podcast last week on this exact subject because I stepped out of my comfort zone, and I guess... It really kind of adds to the story because for the first time in almost two years, I kept editing it and finally just went, it is not what I, it is not how I want it to be. So obviously even talking about stepping out of my comfort zone put me out of my comfort zone. So what happened last week is a dear friend of mine and neighbor, <clears throat> she's actually my hairdresser. Nobody touches my ha- my hair but Michelle Kurtzoss and she owns a company here in Vancouver, British Columbia called Headways She's in Vancouver, Burnaby area, and she's opened a brand new salon in Langley. And she texted me, emailed me, called me, whatever she did last week on Wednesday, and said, hey, would you come interview me? And I'm not gonna lie, I podcast, public speak. My goal is to make that a bigger part of my career in life. And yet I paused and thought, why on earth would she want me to, invo- uh, um, Uh, interview her, and why on earth would she ask me? (laughs) So part of this I want to talk to you about is how sometimes the comfort zones that we put ourselves in is exactly that. They are not how other people see us. Now, this particular girlfriend is always getting after me because I'm a bit high maintenance with my hair. I do not like anything that's going to require a lot of maintenance, so I see her every three months every 10 to 12 weeks so she doesn't do anything to my roots that require that has grow out I am only highlighted and she sort of just accents my own natural hair which is a dark auburn and I'm going quite white I'm going gray as I'm, as I'm aging. Well do you know what I'm quite okay with that but I, I still want my hair to look as lovely as it can for my age I'm in my mid-50s and I you know I want to look modern. I trust her. She's a professional colorist and she teaches. This is what this woman knows and she does it very well. I don't have an elaborate hairstyle. My cut is very, very simple. Uh, but it's the color that she really works with. W- works with. Now, most people don't realize I'm a redhead because, you know, as you age, my hair is darkened and I'm going gray. For years, I just put blonde highlights in it to cover the white and people just eventually thought I was blonde. I actually had to change my passport <laughs> because... People would look at it, look at me, look at, and I finally said to the border guard one day, I says, what? He says, you're not a redhead. I'm like, all right, when I renew it, I'll fix it. So this is the lady that, that looks after me, but because I only see her every three months, my bangs get too long and she has them on a sweep down the side. I'm always cutting at them myself and I'm pathetic at it. And she's always looking at me going, would you please stick to coaching and let me cut hair? <laughs> she says it every time. And every time I promise her I won't do it again. And then I get about eight weeks in and it's like, oh, I can't handle it in my eyes anymore. I get out my scissors. I pray that this time I'll do it right. And then I have to walk across the street and beg her to fix it, which I actually had to do the other day because I trimmed them before I went on the cruise. I'm leaving on the cruise tomorrow. So I was <laughs> like, oh, Shelly. So this poor woman puts up with me, but in her mind, I have a skill set that says, hey, you podcast, you public speak, you coach. She knows I run an accounting company, but that's not how she sees me. She sees me in all the other venues that I dabble in. So it was no stretch for her at all to say, would you come and interview me for the grand opening? And um, she had her daughter who has done some film work in high school and she recorded us and she is going to be doing all the editing. I was honored. And of course I could, I said, of course, I mean, she looks after me so well, even when I cut my own bangs, but I have to say right away, I immediately went into, Oh my goodness. I I don't know if I can do this. Well, I don't think I can. And my husband's I'm telling him this and he's looking at me going, you're kidding, right? I'm like, no, I'm a little nervous. He goes, sweetie, it's what you do every day. Just, just, you'll be yourself you'll be fine like he is the most supportive person on the planet but sometimes he really does shake his head at me when i get a little too wound up in myself and is like let it go now that is a really good example of how sometimes we put ourselves in a box but if we don't step out of our comfort zone we will never grow and speaking of my husband here's another really good story about comfort zones, and even in income and in our life, how we will often limit ourselves to a level that we think, quote unquote, is acceptable or all that we can do or the best that we can do. When that really is a limiting belief and not the truth at all. My husband and I have been together uh, over 19 years. And when I met him, he was a warehouse manager. Within a very short period of time, I truly believe actually the first year of dating, He was offered a job in his company to go into sales. Now, this was a big change. He had been with this company for many, many years. He started there as a, you know, very early 20s. And uh, in the warehouse, just, you know, and he was a union worker and worked up to manager and he ran the whole warehouse. Well, this would mean a huge change in lifestyle, job, pay, and he would be leaving the union and giving up a week's vacation. But at the same token... After a year of dating him, I realized this man was just so capable of so much more and he wanted more. And I'm an entrepreneur and I was self-employed when he met me and I, you know, owned my home and owned my car and I was raising my son on my own. I had a very settled life, a little different from his situation. He honestly was just playing, you know, just still being a bachelor. But after spending a year with me, I think as well, he looked at his life and said, I can do more than this. I know I can. And he had my support to do it. So he took the leap. Well, needless to say, if anyone's ever met my husband, he's an incredibly extroverted personality with a heart of gold. He has a sacred gift of compassion and hospitality and service. He is just a big bear. He just looks after people. Well, needless to say, he excelled in sales and his clients loved him. And he has never looked back. But one thing they did with him after the first couple of years when he just blew open the cap In sales of these territories, he had taken on work. Realized what they had, and they started putting him in slow-moving territories. It drove him crazy because he works heavily in commission, eh? So every time he'd get his paycheck up and the and this the sales segment going great in a territory, they'd switch the territories around. And sure enough, within six months, he had the sales in that territory blowing the ceiling off, and whoever they were moving around, hopefully putting someone into his successful sales territory to keep it going. The sales all came back down to the level that that salesperson was comfortable with. In other words, they had a couple of older people in their company that had very limiting beliefs on their success and what they wanted or were capable of. And there was no changing that. All they were doing was frustrating my husband and annoying a really good sales rep. But that was exactly what it's like to step out of your comfort zone. In fact, one of his, at the time, very, very dear friends, runs the warehouse now and has been offered the same opportunity as Keith many times over the past five or seven years and has declined it every time. He is comfortable making his certain amount of money, his certain hours in a day, knowing he comes into his job, gets his vacation, he's in the union. He is a company man. He has no desire to be bigger, better, step out of his comfort zone, do more with his life. And that is fine. But if you are someone that does, then you absolutely need to take a look at how you may be limiting yourselves and boxing yourselves into a comfort zone that is limiting you. Okay? So needless to say, I went and did the interview on Friday. And once I stepped straight into my strengths, it was fabulous. And I was completely comfortable doing it. I really just approached it from an attitude of, Obviously speaking is easy for me, (laughs) those of my regular listeners know this and I've been doing this for two years but I've always done this for crying out loud by the time I was 16 I was teaching Red Cross training for the um, uh, city that where I lived at the time I worked for their parks and rec board because I am always out sharing knowledge and training and teaching and this was really no different to me I was simply interviewing a very dear friend and sharing her success with the world. It really had nothing to do with me. And that is another big part of it. Once I stepped out of the equation, in fact, I insisted that a lot of the shots not have me in them. They just needed my voice to ask the questions. The focus was on them and their salon. It went off like a piece of cake. Now, just a quick segue, because I'm going to... No, you know what? I'll I'll actually tell you what happened yesterday because I got nervous again. Completely weird after what I had done on Friday. Had no problem being in front of the camera, interviewing... There's my, what we call my nay-niece, my neighborhood niece and nephews is what we call them, my nephew and nay-niece. She's the one recording us. I had no problem doing all that. A couple of weeks ago, I was just zipping through LinkedIn and a post came up from a, um, a I guess I would call it an associate. Definitely ladies that I really enjoy and one of them I definitely would call a friend friend. But at the same token, both women that I can I am friendly with I have done courses with them or explored businesses with them in the past. The funny part is I don't know them together. I knew them from very very separate worlds in my world one a networking group and the other a multi-level marketing company and yet somehow they connected and started something called the Ladies meeting. It has been very successful it's been running for two years here in Vancouver and they actually made the women's edition uh, women in business edition of business in Vancouver this past month so. Huge shout out to the ladies' meeting, and I am very proud of them. One of them popped up, and I thought, you know what? It's time. It's time I networked, and it's time I got out there and started getting gigs and um, and booking dates for public speaking, speaking on high functioning habits and, and things out of my ebook. Well, I have done. I got burned a few years ago in a networking group where a lady, you know, it was you know five hundred dollars to join, and she promised big things, and it was all great for a few months. And in fact, I ended up uh, taking over one of the chapters in one of the areas of my of my area, and uh, ran that uh, networking group. But she went very sideways. So I had some health issues, and it all fell apart. And I felt very burned. And in all fairness, the business that was all I really had a lot of energy for at the time was the bookkeeping and I never need to network for that. I turned that business away. But the thing that's happened in the last year, again, a little segueing here, is I've stepped out of my comfort zone again in the fact that I'm mentoring. I need bookkeepers. And sure enough, a young lady that listened to my podcast, found me on Facebook, contacted me. Well, I have given her three or four clients over the last year I, she came and met with me I gave her some pointers we sat down did a bit of training and she's just lovely well I went to this networking meeting yesterday I'll come back to that in a second and there was another young bookkeeper there who's looking for a mentor who doesn't even have her first client yet so obviously my mental physical energetic attitude of stepping out of my comfort zone to say hey I like larger clients now. I'm very clear on that. They're on retainer and I just look after them. There's none of this. I don't worry about what hours or when they phone me. They're just on a set retainer. They can afford me or they can't. End of story. And none of them are under four hours a week. Like they are larger clients. Four to seven hours a week or else I don't take them on. No no little stuff. That's what I need the bookkeepers for. The universe immediately starts answering that that request I stepped out of my comfort zone I decided to try something new the universe answered me now this past week and I apologize if I mentioned this in last week's podcast but I think it's on the podcast that I that I'm re-recording is I gave up my dis- dealership yes because I spoke on the win-win I gave up my dealership with Tiant Waters I still highly support them I still have a machine in my house I am traveling tonight at like two o'clock in the morning um, and I have packed my the water filters i've packed my portable ionizer this stuff comes with me it is a huge part of my health regime but they required something i couldn't give them right now and it was a huge cash investment it's just it was a shiny object for me so as i was letting these things go these other opportunities walked in well one of them like i said was i'm going to come back to it now going on to linkedin seeing this actually i think it was the it was an announcement about the business of vancouver article and i finally went and checked out their web page Like I mentioned, they've been doing this for two years and they've got themselves up to like 27 women. There was way more than that yesterday. Holy cow. In fact, they were surprised. I guess everyone brought a guest. I really, one, I need to be in Vancouver because that's where I'm going to meet the type of people that I can do speaking engagements for and and work functions that will allow me to live and do my dream. Uh, I also want the energy of the city. I live out in North Delta, which is... um, uh, a satellite sort of municipality to downtown Vancouver. And I love where I live. I live on over half an acre and you're not prying me out of this lifestyle. Unless I won the lottery, then I'd have a condo downtown and I'd have a farm even further out. But <laughs> this is the best we can do. I kind of get the best of both worlds. I also just needed to get t- back in touch with really vibrant, forward-thinking women. One of the disadvantages of working at home is that you can get very isolated very quickly. And because a lot of my focus now three full days a week, I am back doing financial work uh, with only two days on either end to, to work on living well and high functioning habits. I have noticed that I'm just, I'm not getting out there like I like. So I went to the website and saw what was going on and the membership was reasonable, but you could go to your first one. I think it was free or I might've paid $20. I couldn't remember, but anyways. So, my husband, when he found out I was going to a networking event yesterday, a day before leaving for vacation, he goes, what are you doing? I'm like, well, they, sweetheart, they really spoke to me. And it's time I moved forward with this and uh, got plugged back into the business world. As well, I really needed it. I was really on top of all the client work. Lots of times I walk out the door to the airport and I swear to God, you better have a martini waiting for me on the passenger seat. I am so stressed. I'm always working right to the last minute. It just It's a self employing thing. Well, you know what? This week I'm not. I really got almost everything handled last week. It took long days to get it done, but this week was really just fine tuning and even managed to spend yesterday doing some things that will allow me not to pack my laptop on vacation. I just ended everyone's payroll, predated everything, or dated everything, and then post dated the payments. I realize i don't have to track my work with me for the next 17 days i'm very excited about that i gotta say so i am way more on top of it than i normally am and i just said hon i just need you to support me in this it was a wonderful day and i really needed this and i i had the time now my husband just a little segue he is one of those let's pick a fight as we walk out the door to go on vacation and I swore, I there's times I've almost wanted to divorce him and I swore I was never vacationing with him again sometimes over the years. And then about a year or two ago, I was talking to a sister and found out she does exactly the same thing. Her and my brother-in-law, Al, who he's normally the one picking fights. My sister-in-law is wonderful. She is level-headed. She she fights with Al every time she says, I'm in, we're almost in tears getting to the airport. I'm like, oh my gosh, so are we. So it's something in that family. But anyways, it made me kind of giggle and it made me realize this is him. There's some knee-jerk reaction. He, I don't even know what's driving it, but I brought it to his attention. And he actually didn't fight with me about it. He, I think he recognized that he does it because now we joke about it because yesterday he went at me. Why are you going to network meeting? He's grumpy. He's strapping on his blower to get the yards done before we leave. You're not going to get packed in time. I'm like, all right, you are a day early on the fight. Shut it down. I'm on top of everything. Dad, and he was just so funny. And he didn't even fight with me. He looks at me, purses his lips and scowls and walks out the door. He didn't mouth me back. He didn't defend himself. He knows I'm right. Anyway, so this is just this little personality quirk about my husband. But I'm so glad I went. Oh, sorry. And the other thing too, they only meet the last Tuesday of every month. I said, sweetheart, this is the last... It was, it was this or wait another month. And then December, they don't have one. I said, I really wanted to get plugged in now. It was time I made a decision. There's no point procrastinating. It was time to step out of my comfort zone of my nice safe office, get in a vehicle, put on some business clothes and go be, my, and go be who I used to be. So glad I did. Oh my goodness. Not only did this, the energy of this incredible 30 plus women uh, in this room, got reconnected with these two wonderful ladies that I just have wished over the years I had something to do with them. Like there was something drawing us together, but there has never been an opportunity. This was it. And it was like, I jumped on it. I wanted to mention speaking out of our comfort zone. Once I got involved in that um, recording of the interview, I didn't even have butterflies in fact once i got going i realized i've worked around artistic and these types of people so long in my life for some reason a lot of my clientele for many years were in the graphic arts and marketing businesses and i have a marketing background it just came back to me like riding a bike Nope, don't stand there the lighting's bad don't catch me from this angle make sure she's looking at the camera don't look at the camera there make sure you're looking at me it was just came so naturally and I could not believe how much I knew and how much I remembered I, it, there was just no hesitation and yet when I had to get up and introduce myself again yesterday which I assume I did fine with I sat down and my palms were wet and my heart was racing again why I have struggled with this for years, which is why even though I can visualize myself speaking on stage and when someone catches me, including actually just getting to know the person sitting beside me, after a few questions, she goes, my gosh, you've got a lot of knowledge in this area. I thought you were in accounting. I says, well, this is my other business. We were talking health modalities. And I just have no issue around it. And yet, I've been to so many meetup groups, BI groups over the years, and every time I have to get up and introduce myself, I almost lose my mind. Now, it made me think yesterday for the first time as I was driving home is that because I wasn't on the right path? You know, years ago, I was mucking around with a multi level marketing company and health and wellness. And if we're not being, if we haven't truly found our calling and our purpose, Maybe that's why those things all make me nervous. But when I'm talking about what I know, when I'm talking about, you know, not living in regret, podcasting, the health stuff just, I've done so much research that you can ask me a lot of stuff and lots of times I can either answer you or send you in the right direction. To me, that's just my gift of knowledge at work. So do you see how I'm, I, just, I justify and I excuse what I can do? Do you do that in your life? Remember, this isn't about me. I tell you stories about me so that you can look at your own life and say, Ooh, I do that because they need you to relate to something and what I'm telling you. We all need to look at something and say, Hey, I can relate to that. I see myself in that scenario or in that story. So for some reason, I keep limiting myself and I keep sticking in my comfort zone. Now it's something I did years ago, but it's also something I understood has to do with my gift of service. When I was in Visalis for many years, I was very involved in the functions. And I realized that I like being behind the scenes. I like working the shake table, answering people's questions. I didn't like being on stage. And yet my upline was always encouraging me, Shelly, you've got a gift. You need to get up on stage. You need to do this. And they've, and we did it a couple times. I hosted one of the training uh, calls online. None of it's super comfortable for me. And yet, like I say, in my mind, I have no problem visualizing me, teach, me, teaching high functioning habits from stage. But my gosh, I introduce myself in front of a group of people and I lose my mind. I'm going to come to terms with that. I'm going to really delve into that. But I want you to see how that's limiting you in your life because it's limiting me in mine. Until I can overcome that and get more comfortable with it, I'm never going to be on stage speaking like I want to. I will always be behind the scenes supporting other people's dreams or just sharing knowledge that I have. And is that a bad thing? No. But I don't truly believe it's my calling right now. And it's certainly not my passion. Okay? So these are the things that have sort of gone on. These are examples that can happen in work, like my husband, you know, that ceiling of this is my comfort. You know, if you're happy making, I just want to make forty or $50,000 a year, and you never think about making a hundred or $150,000 a year, you're never going to. Where money for me and business, I've spoken about this before in my accounting business, I never ever have a moments of doubt that that's sitting right outside the door the second I want a client I just have to say universe I want a client and God brings me one it's always been that way I have complete 100% trust in that process it's other things I struggle with so if that's happening for you give that some thought if it's happening for you in your personal life please give that some thought if it's happening in your own career uh, with going after a goal might not be about money, it just may be a goal or a dream you have for yourself, then you've got to step out of your comfort zone and quit buying into those limiting beliefs. Okay. Now I'm running out of time here, but there was one quick more story. And that is about a girlfriend of mine who is a very dear friend and she did exactly the same thing. She stepped out on her own. So my girlfriend, girl- excuse me, girlfriend, Birte, I speak about her many times in this podcast. She has two degrees and one of them is in urban planning, but she chose for many years to stay home and raise her kids. I've never seen a family. She's just amazing with money do as well as she did. She has made on one income her dreams come true. So if you can't make it happen with you and your husband working or whatever, you really need to think about your processes because on one income, she managed to purchase a house, raise two kids, purchase a second home, rent out the first and then started a new business. She's amazing, but she had to step out of her comfort zone as well. She worked for, she finally went to work when the kids got older for the city of Kelowna in the planning department, putting her urban planning degree to work. And she was brilliant at it. But that city had a lot of politics and they had a really bad manager that was creating staff leaving. It was really just one person creating a whole lot of havoc. Before the city could kind of get on top of it, Birta finally had had enough and said, I'm out of here. Well, what did she do? She came to those of us that know about things. Accounting, went to see what programs were available in her local area through commerce or the government, and absolutely got into a 10-month program, learned how to start a business, become an entrepreneur. I mean, that's not what she was. She was a, work, a working person. Made sure she came to me. She got her book set up right out of the gate. She went to the people that knew, stepped out of her comfort zone and went out on her own. And it was a huge risk and leap of faith for her. And now she has more work that she can possibly manage. And every few months she is completely open to the fact of, no, I can do more. I can do better. I can earn more. Oh, I think I need to hire someone. That does not happen in two minutes. That is a process. So I just wanted to make that last quick little story because I want you to understand, if you're deciding to step out of your comfort zone, this is not a cold turkey, start a fast kind of diet thing. It's a mentality, like I'm always speaking, it's a, please change your mind and let us help you find the path to making small changes that will lead to larger changes that could literally change your life. Have a day, Gray, Every date. (laughs) Look at me go. I'm already in vacation mode. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you again for joining me today. And remember to focus on not living in regret. I invite you to subscribe to my show so you don't miss a thing. You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at either High Functioning Habits or Living Well with Shell. And I invite you to leave a rating on my show about what you like best or message me with something you'd like me to speak on next. Remember, willpower will only get you so far that you better have a plan.